Matt, I see you brought your bobble hat, but you're not wearing it. I'm not wearing my bubble hat right now. No. But it is pretty cold. Once again, it's another chilly evening yeah. in, in sunny New Orleans. And I got to tell you, I'm super glad that I have the kicker. And I'm super glad that Eddie Merckx invented Zwift. Um, okay, so that's uh, on that bombshell. I wasn't aware of that one, Bodie, but uh, I, I'm not wearing my bobble hat because we're inside and I have a full and luxuriant head of hair, unlike you two gentlemen who might be a little colder on top. Well, I actually wore my Urban South bobble hat at the race this weekend, uh, Saturday morning at the Hattiesburg Camp Shelby Gravel Grind. It was cold as shit when we first got there, right? I mean, it was in the it was in the low thirties, upper twenties, low thirties. Yeah. When I arrived, it was really cold as dawn was breaking, and uh, I was very happy to have my. That's an exceptionally warm hat. It it's, is. It's actually a bit too warm in certain circumstances. I don't blame you for having it off of your head while you're inside. It's too warm to wear inside. Hmm. Uh, well, we'll hear a little bit more about that later in the show. Yes, absolutely. But yeah, so speaking of, um, good evening, and welcome to episode 72 of the Yeah You Ride podcast. This is the Bodie Bodie. Hello, Bodie Bodie. This is the T-Bone. Hello, gentlemen. This is a cheerio. So, yeah, we had a pretty fun weekend of gravel grinding and uh, watching bike races. We'll get to uh, some of that later, but uh, kick things off, let's uh, go over to is is Hoogerheide in Belgium? No, it's in the Netherlands. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Damn, I didn't know that. Okay, where? Is it in Hoogerheide? Uh, I don't know. It's right near the, the border of Belgium. Yeah, uh, right on the border. Um, I think Hoogerheide is the town that it's in. This is this is GP Adrie Vanderpool. It is, and I think it's... Um, he put that whole course together originally, and he helps design that course so that it works as best as possible for his son to win on. And th- this, this, this name features in an earlier podcast episode some hijinks between uh, myself and Sir uh, Townsend, right? Sir Townsend? <laughs> Sir Townsend, I mean, you've got a new nickname. You've conflated the two of us. Sir Townsend of Bellcastle? Sir T-Bone of Steak. <laughs> anyway, all right. So uh, first of all, let's kick off the uh women's race mm. another cracker um my my world's pick been saying it for the last few weeks and we'll get into worlds too but lucinda brand wins that with uh, katie compton in second and marion voss in third uh awesome race always the women's race is exciting um what i thought was really interesting is i saw that mark leg posted on instagram uh katie compton's husband and partner and mechanic a photo from the 2010 podium at Hoogerheide where Katie had won and Voss was also in third. Sort of the uh, Facebook 10-year challenge, but with, with uh, Hoogerheide of podiums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool that you have still have two women who are still 10 years later crushing it and killing it. Um, guys, got any thoughts on that, that women's race? It was a great race. Um, Katie Compton didn't, didn't immediately... Uh, get into second place and stay there by any stretch she uh there was a lot of back and forth there was a whole lot of different groups sort of forming and breaking up and people uh bridging up to to other groups and it was super fun to watch there was a period of time when you thought to yourself maybe katie compton even has enough to to win this race uh but you're right, Lucinda Brand really sort of rode away with it. Uh, but it was super exciting to watch Katie work her way up through the field and get into second. I don't know if 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 Voss and, and uh, Sana Kant struggled just a bit or exactly how that happened, but... I think Sana, it looked like she kind of burned all her matches really by the end. She... Yeah, Sana started off uh, really fast. I think sort of kind of trying to make up for how she's been starting in the past. And she was up there in the beginning with Voss. Um, it, was a, it was a heavy, 
heavy course. Yeah. Uh, super wet. Um, and I think maybe going out that hard in the beginning, like you said, Matt, uh, burned her out. And that was something that it was, a, it was where you had about a group of seven women who kind of just broke away from the rest of the field and they kind of went back and forth. Bet Sema was mm-hmm. there. Bramauer was in the lead at some point. Um, it, re- it really was the, okay, this is the world's like, this is the selections of the people who can win the worlds. Yeah. Well, uh, you, you actually said to me, Bodie, during that race, uh, when those five were off the front, so I guess it was brand KFC, Voss, Kant, Brammeyer, those five were sort of off the front, and you said, you know, this is the the elite five. These are the the, the five from which the winner of worlds was going to come from. And I said, well, maybe not quite so fast because you had Denise Betsima who was in sixth, um, and then shout out uh, to uh, Katie Keogh, Katie Keogh, who was right there with uh, Denise Betsima. They were fighting it out for sixth and seventh. So you know, I think the I think the winner of worlds probably comes from from those seven although you've also got amory versed anyway we don't want to get into that we'll talk about that a bit down the road but yeah the 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 uh the action was was uh, pretty furious at the front amongst those amongst those five and uh great to see katie compton uh, do as well as she did and uh and yeah i mean brand is certainly certainly on form and um those those power courses powering through the mud like they were in Hoogerhide and like they likely will be powering uh, in uh, in Bohenza this weekend. Certainly favor Brand, and, and uh, I think she's got to be the favorite going into it. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Um, I think what was interesting about Compton's performance compared to the others is they tended to go out harder at the start than she did, and... Uh, I think everybody's kind of lap time started to fade towards the end, even including brands. But yeah, I think uh, they were doing eleven minute laps. Yeah, or maybe that was more that. Yeah, sounds about right. Different race, maybe. Uh, but uh, Compton just rode consistently the whole race through, so I think she, her pacing was, you know, was spot on. So who knows? You never know what's going to happen, do you? And you never know what the course is going to throw up there. We talked about this um, before, but we don't know. I don't know. I haven't looked at what the weather's going to be like this weekend, but I'm sure it's going to be cold, and it could be wet. It could be snow. Who knows? Well, they've got that sea spray. Like I say, even on the sunny days and that on that Bohenza course, they've got the waves crashing literally right onto that front straight. Yeah. You saw in the race last year, the World Cup in Bohenza last year, there were waves that were crashing into those rocks and spraying onto the course in such a way that riders were getting just completely doused with water yeah uh-huh. i don't think it's going to be a file tread course i think you got yeah i think you've talked about that sea spray every episode yeah the last five that's your signature catchphrase um in the world cup marion voss wraps up the overall uh takes that win with a Con- sonic Kant in second she had it wrapped up before the race started she did that's yeah. true uh and because sonic Kant had skipped uh, race number eight emory worst kind of held on uh she well she she, she did held on the third place um, you could see her, if you look at the points here, she scored, she's got worse and worse, uh, every race, but Katie Keogh, who, uh, started off the season with a, uh, a second, uh, first, a victory on the second round, uh, managed to hold on to fourth. So fourth all in the world cup, strong season for her. Yeah, um, that's definitely. exciting. And a strong seventh place finish in, in the race this weekend. So let's, let's go her. to the men's race, which, well, yeah, I yeah. Mean, oh, you feel like yeah. Let's hear it. Well, I mean, gotta, I feel like I feel like this was maybe the most exciting and competitive uh, men's World Cup race of the year so far. With oh, I would say the most exciting and competitive that included Vanderpool. Yeah, sure. Okay, good. Yeah. Good point. Um, so, yeah. all, so of all of them except the ones in the U.S. Because he won. He is now. He won every single race in Europe in the world cup no he didn't do the one in france except for the one he didn't do yeah yeah no i mean he's won every race he started but what i'm saying is that there are some been some great races that he wasn't in this was the best race most competitive race that he was in that's right yeah Um, definitely and uh we saw tune arts uh best wout and they were only separated by three points in the world cup overall so it was kind of winner take all in that situation. Yeah, well, that was really the the race within the race, right? That was what 
that was what everyone was racing for. I mean, Vanderpool, obviously, as the uh, Ant McCrossin said, he doesn't he doesn't race to lose, so he was obviously racing to win the race. But the real the real money in this race was who was going to win between Toon and Wout, uh, because whoever finished higher in this race would be the World Cup overall winner. So Toon wins the World Cup overall. Uh, he's with the Belgian national champion. Two World Cup wins in America. I mean, phenomenal season yeah. for him. Great uh, season. Wout, yeah. Wout uh, I mean, I don't know. Just add a little fire to next week. Uh, he's he's going to have to maybe go back to racing in a trade kit next year if he doesn't pick up another rainbow. Um, That's true. It's a good point. So, I mean, maybe that'll... <laughs> Getting a little bit stoked. He doesn't want to go on. He doesn't want to be voted trash on Trash or Panache on the A Right podcast. So, well, yeah, would he be racing in his Lotto Yumbo kit? Yeah. Uh, sorry, that's uh, Yumbo Visma. Yumbo yeah. Visma. Sorry, I yeah. forgot. Yeah, so we're very happy that the Lotto is no longer <laughs> there, right? So yeah, he might get he might get trashed on the A Right podcast next year. So there's a little extra motivation motivation to win those uh, rainbow bands again. So wait, but but we haven't really talked about who finished where and what the results were. Just you know, for those that didn't watch it, Matthew Vanderpool did win, although he was not. It was not a wire to wire win at all. No, not uh, at all. Toon led the race for a while. Toon and Wout were. But trading back and forth up at the front of the race for a while. Wow, it was uh, excuse me, MVDP was actually in third for a period of, of time. Um, well, he came from either even further back than that. He didn't get a great start, um, and um, but ultimately, uh, Tune, uh, uh, excuse me, MVDP caught up to to Tune, and they rode together for a while. Wow, kind of faded, and then MVDP rode away from from Tune and and won the race. Uh, but it was uh, it, he saved uh, he saved the fireworks until the end, and he he rode around uh, rode around in third place for a while. But he won. Tune finished second, Wout third, and so again, Tune seals the World Cup overall with that win. Yeah, and I don't know if it, I mean uh, shout out to Ant McCrossan for for calling it on uh, on MVDP's performance, saying you know he's coming off a big training block, and so maybe he was just feeling really feeling that in the legs and. Vanderpol pretty much said the same thing yeah. in his post-race interview. He said that um, he was doing some really heavy endurance work during his training block, and so he just, you know, for the first few laps, he just didn't really feel that CX pace in his legs. But uh, obviously, he remembered uh, how to do it by the end of it. Uh, I, so, how how why is the, do they only have one person calling the World Cups? I don't understand. Like, why? The UCI World Cups can only afford to pay Ant to commentate. Like, why don't they have Ant and a color person? Like, I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, seems I'm... silly. Well, right. I mean, you look at what GCN does, uh, and they've got a commentator, and then they typically bring in a racer who's yeah. not doing the race to do color. And it and it's a nice it's nice to hear more than one voice. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, so. I mean, would the Yeah You Ride podcast be any good if it was just? any one of the three of us not at all it'd be no. trash all the way that's right it's good because it's all three of us world's coming up this saturday and sunday i gotta say it is a bummer that they're not on the same day and i mean the elite races the men's and women's elite races are not on the same day so we can't have like a like world's watching party and get to see both we've either got to do two different parties or pick a day i mean we're gonna do the club ride on saturday which is the elite women and the u23 women so yeah, is anybody? I guess the reason they do that is because they do they break the the elite women and the U twenty three women out into a separate race, or do they yes. all race together? Okay, yeah, so it's broken race. out. So that's the reason that they have to do them on separate days. Oh, I mean, you not, would think that's that, not the reason. I mean, well, you would think that they could do what they do for the races World Cups. In a day. Yeah, yeah. Just do the do the juniors. I guess it'd be five before. races a day. Do the juniors the day before. Yeah, yeah. But then I guess you still want to have like a couple of races one day, and maybe you do the juniors and maybe the junior men, women under twenty three on the Saturday, or men's under twenty three yeah. either one. Yeah. yeah. How about and then the, have three races on the Sunday? Yeah. Or you know, regardless of what races elite. you decide to do on the Saturday, you just decide we're going to do the elite women yeah. and the elite men on the same day on the featured day on yeah, that Sunday. That makes sense to me. That's, that's how they do. That's how they do it in the U.S. Nats. Yeah. yeah. So that would make I, sense. I don't know. Anyway, 
So it's kind of crap because I'm going to be racing on Saturday, so I'm not going to I'm not going to see it. That's right. And that's going to be a fantastic race. Damn. Oh. Yeah, we have the club ride. I might have to skip it. I mean, am I going to be able to do the ride and not get any spoilers? Well, what time is the women's race going to be on? Eight? It'll probably be a bit later, right? Mm, that's, yeah, we'll have to check the schedule on that. That's a good point. But Maybe. still want to see the under-23 race as well. because Yeah, I do. I could watch that one later. You know, the elite women is would be the most exciting, yeah. I believe. Um, so, yeah, well, some, some teams are actually just getting announced this week. We just learned that the British team just got announced. Yep. Which is kind of... I mean, Interesting. The British have one one man in the elite race. Yep. Ian Field. Yeah. Is the field. <laughs> yeah. Ian is the field. He's the old standby. The real strength of the British team would be the U twenty three teams, both for the men and women. Honestly. And the junior men's team yeah. as well. I mean, they have the current junior world champion Ben Tollett. How about how about uh, how about this for a squad though? Well, I'm gonna ask you guys this question. Here's my question to you: Men or women? You pick. Uh, Who's got the strongest squad? Dutch women. It's my vote. Without a doubt. Ooh, yeah. I mean, that's that's. I mean, listen to listen to the six women that the Dutch are sending: Denise Betsema, yep. Lucinda Brand, Sophie DeBoer, Maud Captains, Mariana Voss, and Marie Worst. Yeah, a bunch of killers, stone cold killers, right there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really, any of the six of them could somehow crack through and have a chance. I mean, you know, you'd think that that, that uh, Sophie DeBoer, with the season she's had, and, and Maude Captain's... I would have to say would... Belgian men second. You've yeah. got Wout, you've got Toon. Mm-hmm. You've got... Michael uh, Van Turnout. Yeah, Van Turnout. Who well, apparently had some sort of crazy allergic reaction with his breakfast. Oh, blew up his face. Yeah. Yeah. But see, yeah, closed his throat. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. pretty gnarly. It sound, yeah, it sounded pretty scary. Yeah, old Spud uh, had some issues. I wish I had a train spotting. Right yeah, I think you, I would. Out. I would tend to agree with that because you've also got Lawrence Sweek on that team. Yeah. Um, um, you know, obviously the Dutch have, have Vanderpool, but who else is on the Dutch team? Can you name the other Dutch men? Well, Lars. Yeah, and Corner. <coughs> okay. Corner Van Castle. And Joran Neuenhaus. No, he's mm-hmm. U23. Oh, or is he racing elite? I don't know. He might be racing elite. Have this I bet he is elite. Yeah. Uh, Joris is doing pretty... He's doing He's doing really well. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I like to see the road tra- trade team kits in cross races so much, but it, I do enjoy it a lot. Well, except I don't enjoy seeing that kit at all. I'm not really a fan of it. <laughs> well, we know your thoughts on that. Well, you won't be, you won't be seeing it on uh, no, next that's weekend true. at all. You'll be seeing him in... Uh, Radiant in orange. Quick, uh, mm. Trash or Panache, the USA Federation kit. Oh, I haven't seen it. I think I kind of like it. I think I kind of like it. It's yeah. uh, it's got it, it's a little bit of a, a sort of a retro sort of block uh, font on the on the kit. Yeah, I mean, I mm. I feel like it's the kit we've seen. It's been around. Uh, with the, like the vertical stripe kind of thing. Yeah, down the, the, down it's the chest. three stripes, and then it's just the all black Asos bibs. Yeah, that's, that's so good. hot right now. It's classic. Yeah, yeah, they're good. I'm into that. So panache in that. Yeah, I'm really interested to see, you know, how the U.S. men do. I, I you know, one of the things that I think is is tough, um, you know, is that it's so hard to cover the entire field. Obviously, the race is at the front, and and that's what you want to see. But it really would be nice to see. A bit more of the action mm-hmm. uh, throughout the field in some of these races, especially in a, a race like World Championships, where there are people from around the world that are watching. And and yeah, spend spend seventy five, eighty percent of the time covering the front of the race. But maybe give us you know a look at at look back through. I mean, you you hear Aunt McCrossin kind of give you a little run through of of where people are, and sometimes they'll linger on a wide shot that shows larger parts of the field coming through one particular turn but you don't really get to see much action in the in the middle and and um i think that would be nice except when they crash that's i mean that's pretty yeah. much when they get shown is when they crash or have a mechanical that's true. rebecca sort. ferringer has uh, oh the norwegian the great swedish racer <laughs> yeah she's made the uh the UCI highlight reels one too many times this year. I think she's pretty. And did you see in the race this this weekend? Yeah. She crashed, and Aunt McCrossin called her out as a Swedish racer because that Kona kit looks 
sort of yellow and blue. She like had a the pretty Swedish good flag. finish in the end, though, didn't she? She did. She finished top 20. Yeah, yeah I think that was her best finish of the year um, in the World Cup. So Stephen Hyde was 20-something? 20 24th, I want to say. Something like that. Yeah. Seems solid. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe, I don't know. Ellen Noble had seemed to not have a great race, and she spoke about it online and you know, kind of shared her sort of what she was going through. So, I mean... You know, I don't know. Travel's tough. It's got to yeah. be tough. She was in L.A. and then she's all the way in Europe. I mean, you know, hopefully get her legs under her and ha- have a great have a great race. All right. Well, well, guys, um, worlds are coming up. We've talked about it a bunch. We've hinted at it. We've but let's let's do our our absolute final world's picks, men and women. Bodie, brand, women, Van Art, men. Wow. What? Wow. <laughs> uh, I am actually going to pick Marianne Voss to win the women's race. Okay. And Matthew Vanderpoel to win the men's race. Dutch sweep. I am going to pick Matthew Vanderpoel to win the men's race and Katie fucking Compton to yes. win the women's race. Yes, All right. Awesome. You traitors to your country. <laughs> man oh i know yeah man i mean yeah harder your head i mean remember the last time when i picked katie compton to win a race she got second u.s nets oh yeah mm. okay well i hope she wins if i would that would be awesome i mean we would have a world champion in mountain bike and a world champion in cyclocross that'd be pretty sweet yep. um and and Lord knows, I mean, if anybody deserves to win it, she certainly does. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What about you, twenty threes? Oh my God. Uh, I'm gonna go in the women's race. Uh, Kaylin Carmen Del Alvarado and uh, Tom Pitcock for the men. Yeah, I'm gonna go Tom Pitcock for men. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll probably go Alvarado too. Uh, I think Pitcock. I'll pick Pigcock, and I'm going to say Clara Hansinger. Yes. Dark Horse World Win. Also right. top 20, finished top 20 in this She uh, actually most beat race. Alvarado yeah, at Uberhida. She did. So, yeah, but uh, Alvarado sealed up the overall, right, for the yes. U23 women? Yep. Pidcock sealed the uh, U23 men, and he wasn't even there, <laughs> which is pretty That's impressive. how good he is, how fast he, he is. He was watching it on the rollers. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I think that's probably it for Cross for now, huh? Yeah. Until next week. Yeah. All right. Happy, um, happy worlds, guys. So, road racing, you know, we're still at it. Um, we're kind of still in Australia. Mm. Also in the Vuelta San Juan, which is in Argentina. That's right. Correct? Did yes. I get that right? It is. Argentina. Not in Puerto Rico. No. Uh, okay. Southern Hemisphere. All right. Yeah. Uh, didn't watch a single one of those races so well we had the cuddles race the uh the, was the great ocean the great ocean road race yeah uh bit of a surprise winner in the women's race uh late breakaway and i'm gonna forget her name now we might have to bring this up but she is cuban rider on the astana team and uh oh that yeah, name pretty impressive win from her in my head yes and uh, Viviani wins the men's race, and apparently it was a race that he had targeted. Yeah, well, he was second last year, and he, uh, I guess he, yeah, he targeted, he really wanted to, to, to take that home. I have to say, it is kind of cool. It's a bit of a, it's sort of an Australian classics race, sort of. I mean, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a, lumpy, it's, a, it's got a lumpy finish, and, you know, a few of the climbers had, a, had some, and sort of like more punchier guys had some real... Uh, goes at it but Viviani and, and it's a and it's a one day race it's not a it's not a stage race like one the tour race. down under or the tour of san juan yep one day race in uh geelong or geelong 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 i don't know looks very pretty where it is again uh, not as it wasn't as hot as the uh uh tour down under adelaide but uh a race that was as hot as the Tour Down Under was the Vuelta a San Juan in Argentina. Again, shortening stages because of the heat. Both stages one and two got shortened. I see a, I see a trend here with this uh, with this January Southern Hemisphere racing, Matt. Yeah, it's uh, hot, it, shortened stages. Um, maybe they should do all the races inside on Zwift. Yeah, well, that's uh, that reminds me of the E 
uh, e-racing championships uh, in Britain are coming up soon. I know we're all excited about are that. You gonna, are you going to sign up for that? <laughs> no, I'm certainly not signing up for it. Oh. So the woman who won the Great Ocean Road Race is Ariana Sierra. Yes. So, uh, Matt, you were about to talk about the Tour of San Juan. Uh, didn't watch it. It's not on gravel, uh, and so it's dead to me. <laughs> but uh, I, I do know that— If you uh, race in January, it's got to be on gravel or mud. Yeah, I do okay. know that uh, Julian Alaphilippe is in the lead in that race. Uh, he is. Won the time trial and then won the stage the day before it. Yeah. Uh, and I also saw that uh, his teammate, uh, young Remco Evanipol, is also top five sitting, on GC in that race. Sitting fourth overall, he was third in the time trial today. Mm-hmm. And this so. is his first elite world tour race? The guy who's like 19? Yeah, he, uh, still he, 19. He was the junior world champion last year, not even in 23. In road and time trial. Yeah. Yeah. Junior. Yeah, junior road. Junior. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Um, Other things not impressive are also involving the (laughs) Dequinic. Yeah. Quick step is Ilio Kaise. Ilio Kaise, yeah. Six day legend. Acting like a fucking asshole with some fans, making pretty lewd. And uncalled for gestures. Yeah, it was a bit of a uh, a young Sagan moment, really. Dude which, is like thirty five. Exactly. It's so, like you, you. Come on, man. Yeah. I mean, it was bad enough Sagan doing it. This is you know in his. What did he his, did he grab somebody's butt? He he. It was worse than that. He really. feigned sexual. He yes, it was it was a it was uh, posing feigned. for a photos, and he put and he stood behind a woman and put his hand behind his back and pretended to you know. Oh, oh my God! Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty bad, and there's a photo of it, and it's like you like dry humped her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like how stupid are you? Yeah, that's stupid. It's yeah, super stupid. In, so in, you know, in the in this day and age, is he like, oh, I'm in Argentina, so yeah. nobody's gonna <laughs> see this? I don't know. Either way, it just yeah, wrong, pretty stupid. And I hope he gets reprimanded for it. You know, it's well. Uh, apparently, he paid three thousand pesos to who? To the police. Oh. <laughs> It's a crime in Argentina. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's, yeah. I, Air sex. I, I think, you know, take him off the squad for the, the race or just, you know, send yeah, him I, home. Just That's pretty uncalled for. Yeah. yeah, that would be appropriate. Send him home. Definitely. Yeah, just send him home. Um, yeah. yeah. Maybe he'll get fined. I don't know. Anyway, I just was surprised that the actual photo of the incident was on the internet, and it wasn't just like, oh, it was speculated. It was like, no, there it is. You can you can see it. Yeah. And it's like, you're an idiot. Yeah. Um, all right. So, so that's a week-long stage race. We've got another. It ends this weekend. Yeah. Uh, but again, it's cyclocross world, so I uh, won't be paying attention to the I'll tell you, you know, what, Philippe, I watched the uh, climbing it was a, it was a bit of a climb into a long drag towards a sprint yesterday, and... Uh, uh, on the climb, Alaphilippe was the uh, was the instigator, and uh, young Nairo Quintana jumped across to him <laughs> along with uh, <laughs> Tish Benut, and right. uh, and he just when they got onto the top there, Alaphilippe just rode them both off his wheel, hmm. and uh, yeah, that's pretty, his kind of finish. Pretty, well, yeah, Tish Benut is saving himself for gravel. Yep, Strada Bianchi, absolutely Bianchi, Bianchi. Um, I, I, I joke about Tour San Juan. It's actually a pretty, pretty cool race. Um, it is. It's not the most beautiful scenery. It's kind of very dry. No, arid. but it's, yeah, but it's, but it's, uh, it's got a lot. It's to me, the topography and the, the parkour is a little more interesting. I don't, I'm not necessarily saying the scenery, but the parkour is a little more interesting than say Tour Down Under. For this time of year, it's kind of an interesting week-long stage race over some, you know, there's some climbs and there's some yeah. lumpy stuff, and it's a kind of a cool race. I actually followed it last year, so I'm 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 joking to San Juan when I'm when I'm when I'm is dissing the, and saying I'm not paying attention. Is this the race that Phil Gaiman took the leader's jersey like in his first race for Garmin? I think so. This first time I around, I believe it was in the Tour de San Juan. Yeah, yeah. So you could see that suiting him, uh, the parkour there. Uh, yeah, it's, um, I'd rather watch it than any of those, uh, Middle Eastern desert races. That's for sure. Yeah. Those are coming up, huh? That's the Feb, oh, that's God. February. I, th- I thought we'd got rid of them. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. So that's that. So yes, uh, even though we don't want to admit it, road is happening. Yeah. No, it's all good, man. Yeah. Yeah. I like road. We're, I mean, we're getting excited for road here. Uh, you know, currently we are 
now in Lambra are gravel season, yeah. which is is where we're at. Um, which I think is great. We've said it before. I've said it before. I like you know I like having things in their own little kind of neat compartments, and I like that January and February around here, all of a sudden in the last four years or so. Really, in the last couple of years, I guess, has been consolidated mm. and become gravel season. So, Bodie, and you, and I, you and I were up in Hattiesburg doing the Camp Shelby Gravel Grinder this weekend? Yeah, that was uh, my first experience in uh, uppercase G gravel. Um, had, to, had to go out and, you know, we've done a lot of lowercase G gravel. Who, who hasn't? Who hasn't taken their bike off-road? Um I was just thinking about all our old uh, rides. We used to do the take the gravel road from the airport to the spillway, and how much fun that was. Oh yeah, and I missed that. I want to do more of that. Um, but yeah, this is my first time signing up, paying money to participate in a, a gravel event, and I had a great time um, overall. It, it was a lot of fun. It uh, was interesting because it shook out like a, a road race but it it shook out like a road race i really hadn't participated in because i was like somewhat with i was like racing with a group of people like two-thirds away into the race whereas usually i get dropped within the first like lap of the race and then i just ride by myself or quit so it was uh it was fun there was there was many there was many moments in the race i could break the race up into many sections where i rode with the front group got dropped rode with someone else got dropped Townsend caught me. We rode together. Then I got then I got dropped, and then you know we rode. Then we rode together, and I don't know. Yeah, well, there were you know the interesting thing it was a mass start race with uh, both men and women starting together. Yeah. Uh, no categories. It was just either an open race or a fifty plus race. So there were racers of all really Which all ability are, levels starting but, together. Yeah, and those are the those are the categories. I guess yeah. you would call it. So the it so it, it it shook out to where you know there were there was always people ahead of you and and behind you and and um, and uh, so it wasn't like a, a you know a cat one two three road race where there's the group and then if you get dropped you're on your yeah. own off the yeah, back yeah. right That's true I mean yeah yeah so was... you, you you for instance you got dropped from the, I got dropped from the front group pretty early you got dropped from the front group later than I did I ultimately had a couple guys catch up from me that had also gotten dropped from the front group. We rode together, ultimately caught up to you, uh, and then we all rode as as one big group for a good part of the race until uh, you and I both ended up getting dropped from that group as well, <laughs> and, uh, and 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 riding uh, riding to the line together. Together, yeah, yeah, as teammates, uh, hand kind of very uh, port froom style, you yeah. know. Of course, the officials gave me the uh, gave me the position for some reason. That's because you're older. Yeah, probably so. Yeah, they they cowtailed to the senior. Um, but yeah, it was fun. It was cool that you know Jason was able to link together so many gravel roads. It's pretty awesome that there's that many that much gravel road. We did do about an eight mile uh, road segment. Yeah. Um, and the course did kind of like wind up on itself a bunch of times. Um, but I. I don't know. It was it was really enjoyable, and uh, I would do one again. Although the next next one is pretty far away, and yeah, the other ones are a little bit too far for me. I don't want to travel anymore right now, so I won't be doing them. So I think my gravel season has started and ended. So that was um, your that was your gravel season. That was my gravel season. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, well, that, that was the, that was the actual start of my gravel season. I've got two more races to go. I washed my gravel bike uh, yesterday. Ie my cross bike, and now I'm just gonna put it up on the wall, and it's done. It's done for the season. Yeah. Sorry, Matt. Interrupted you earlier. No, that's all right. Uh, my my gravel season uh, has has neither started nor ended. It's just a, it just doesn't exist. Well, maybe when gravel crits, the gravel crit season starts, you can start. I'll definitely come do some gravel crits uh, <laughs> on the on the West Bank. Yeah, I'm up for yeah, some. And then of that. I think it's time to I think it's time to do a little gravel race out. Uh, another one out at the. Uh, uh, St. Bernard, you know, yeah. at the uh, 40 Arpent Canal. Yeah, the 40 Arpent Canal. Yeah. Why the, not? Uh, the Swamp Otter venue. You should just do that like four times a year. That's a ton of fun. Yeah, it is fun. Um, so, so, guys, I, I wanted to ask you, gentlemen, yeah. uh, let's have a little tire talk. Come on. Let's talk about tires. Let's talk about FMB. Let's talk about all the good things that Gator skin. Let's talk about tires. For this conditions, uh, this this race, my cross bike was perfect gravel bike. That's all you needed. 
Like it was, it was. You didn't need a gravel bike at this race. No, not at all. Uh, I could see why maybe you'd want wider tires if there was super like thick gravel or like freshly laid gravel. But this is all hard pack, a lot of dirt. Like it was perfect. Uh, so wait, we're, saying, we're, we're talking tires, not bikes. Yeah, yeah. And 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 Bodie, if you're talking tires, we know what you're talking because you've been talking the same <laughs> tires on that bike. Because he only all has one tire. You've just got the one tire. I've got one pair of tires. Yeah, yeah. they it do looked, everything. I, it actually looked like you had like half a pair of tires by the. the you posted a picture of the side knobs are all breaking off, yeah. and it's pretty much a slick on top now yeah on, on those, tires. those tires they're gravel crit tires the gravel big gravel big g gravel tires are little g gravel tires they're uh cyclocross tires or i say that uh, the road tires road tires the road crit tires grass crit tires time trial tires gravel i did a gravel time trial i did a mountain bike race on them so yeah Torino drives for the win guys yeah no i mean it's <laughs> i think it's time to just we need to get some kind of meme going with that <laughs> No flats at all. Are yeah. you gonna? Are you just gonna keep running them until they're like down to the casing? Yeah. Well, yeah. you you posted a picture of those on Facebook asking uh, uh, in the event uh, asking about it, and and I noticed in the photo, and then a couple other people also had said they noticed the same thing. I I, I circled it in the photo. What <laughs> what exactly is that that's going on with your wheel there? Is that like a little crack in the wheel? I don't think that. I, don't, I think that was in the tire. That was like uh, the beat of the tire. Okay. Yeah. The beat of the tire is separated a little bit. I couldn't tell if it was yeah, the beat of the yeah. tire no, they're, or they're, the... They're pretty tired. Those yeah. tires are pretty done. Um, but so yeah, my tires worked fine. Uh, Townsend, your tires? They were they went great. Uh, the, the Pan Racer Gravel King. You actually survived. SK. No flats. Yeah, no flats. Yeah. <laughs> I brought two freaking tubes. Yeah, I brought a tube. I was running tubeless, you know. And I mean, that's the way to go. I, I did bring a tube just in case I, you know, flatted out in the middle of nowhere. I was going to put a tube in there, but they were great. There were a couple slippy sections. There were a couple climbs where the uh, uh, the road was kind of rutted up and the gravel was a little bit loose. I mean, most of the gravel was flat packed and relatively flat and super fast, and you could have ridden it on slicks. Yeah. No, I, I think I think. Uh, but there were definitely a couple sections where it, where the road tipped up a bit, and there was you needed a little bit of traction. Uh, and the, the the gravel kings did great. I mean, they gave so, me everything I needed. Let me ask you. There was a section. It would. They had. There was this rutted broken road after you dismounted your bike and it was i don't know a hundred meter section kind of a climb and, and if you the first person to climb that section to clean it as they say in the mountain bike world yeah. not put a foot down uh you grabbed a tag and you won a gift card somewhere uh, by the time we went through there actually i was right behind the leaders but um did you ride that did you clean it uh, I didn't clean it. No, I, I dabbed my foot down right at the beginning because I was riding behind a guy who put his foot down. So I got stuck and had to put my foot down real early on. But after that, on the on the actual pretty steep section, I was able to get up it uh, yeah. without any trouble at all after I, I got past the guy. I cleaned it, no problem. A guy in front of me on a super expensive gravel bike couldn't couldn't handle the terrain obviously he doesn't race cross yeah um, but then he powered away from me because he was just stronger than me let me tell you there were a few <laughs> sections of that course where for you know 30 40 meters um there was some gnarly stuff that that you really had to hold a line and pick a good line hold that good line and uh, and do some just moderately technical riding and and i have to say i felt like my my cross skills really helped me out yeah, in those sections. I, I felt like when we were doing, there was a bunch of downhills, gravel downhills, and everybody I was riding with was breaking on the downhills, and I was just like, why are you doing that? Mm -hmm. yeah. And a few times, I half-heartedly attacked, pedaled faster on the downhills, just not even to really get away, but just to not be braking, to use my inertia so I could go up the other hill faster, um, and that eventually is what caused me to cramp up in my hamstring. Uh and uh, that's I fell over, and that's when that's when you caught me, Townsend. Yeah, that's the that's the funnest part of that uh, of of gravel is letting it ride on on yeah. those downhills, you know, was... and just looking looking through the turns and mm -hmm. just letting yourself, you know, letting your bike keep the bike loose. Yeah, letting the bike get loose underneath you, and just trust that you're not going to wipe out unless you do something stupid like grab a whole handful of brake and yeah. let yourself slide out. Um, really fun. Let me ask you, uh, what was your tire pressure for the race? Probably a little bit higher than than I needed it, um, but 
I, I feel like, especially with all that road, I was maybe glad that I had it right where it was. I had uh, 40 in the front and 45 in the back. Yeah, I was riding running 50, and I felt almost a little bit too soft in the beginning of the race. I was a little worried, but towards the end, I think it was fine. Yeah. Um. So Dead Man Gravel Grind is this weekend. That is not part of the Mississippi Gravel Cup. It's uh, Scott Coppersmith's race up in Ridgeland. This will, this is the third, the fourth third year? year, third year. Okay, and I've done it, done it every year. I really like it. Um, like I like Cooper Smith a lot. Like to support his uh, race. I wish he would permit it through, through USAC. Uh, and Bodie, I know you have some some thoughts uh, on that about the unsanctioned nature of it and what that what that leads to. And we'll get to that in a second. But um, you know, Cup is a big supporter of cyclocross. Comes to you know comes to all the races. And uh, puts on a good race, uh, the Dead Man Gravel Grind, and uh, really excited to, to go up and, uh, and and do this race for the third year in a row and hope that the uh, weather holds out. looks like it's going to be a little bit wet on Saturday, which is going to, I think, be a new test for the, uh, for the pan racers. We'll see how they handle themselves in the wet because the, some of the gravel is a little bit gnarly on that race. It's about 50% road, but the 50% that is gravel, when it gets wet, it gets a little uh, gets a little tricky. So, uh, you know, if it's real wet, you know, I may need a little bit more than than what I've got, and and I'm running what I've got. So we'll see. I'll give you guys a report next week and let you know how the pan racers do in the wet. And that's up in Ridgeland, right? That is in Ridgeland. Yes. Speaking of Ridgeland, a big shout out to Allison Hockey who won the women's over 50 race that's right she did she won the uh over 50 and lewis harkey her husband is uh in the lead for the men's uh 50 plus yeah and you actually were just one step off the podium townsend in fourth place in the 50 plus race overall oh, oh no, no no yeah in, in this On race Saturday, right yeah, yeah yeah no lewis is lewis is in the overall lead after two races in the 50 plus yeah thanks buddy i appreciate that i did i finished just off the podium and the the, the group that we the little groupetto the chase group that we were with um, had second and third place uh, in the 50-plus in it. And if I'd have just been able to hang with them, uh, I would have been, uh, I, I guess, potentially sprinting it out for uh, second place. <laughs> yeah, if I hadn't got dropped, I would have been sprinting for, for ninth, uh, which would have been fun. Um, also, shout-out to former teammate and friend uh, Christina Larson, who won the women's 100-mile uh, gravel race. Yeah, by a uh, fair, fair distance, it looked like, too. She looked like she came in quite yeah, a ways yeah. ahead. So Bodie said to me as we're, uh, as we're rolling toward the finish line, you know, 50 miles in, the race was actually about 52 miles, I guess. So we're about 50 miles in, and we, we know the finish line is, is imminent. We're getting there. And Bodie's like, man, can you imagine going back and doing this another loop of this because the 100 mile race was two loops of the of the 50 mile course yeah and we were both just blown up it's just like no way cannot imagine uh going through the start finish and doing this all over again and then i said and how about how about then doing that a second time and doing 200 miles Mm -hmm. on gravel yeah dirty kanza style and that's much harder gravel I'm yeah, sure than exactly. That, than yeah, obviously right. your pacing would be different, um, but still, yeah. I think I think fifty was a good number. That's kind of fifty is a great distance. Yeah, three for, hours for any road race. We just finished under three hours. Yeah. Like that's that's great. That's what I want to do. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Don't want to do. I don't want to do an eighty mile road race. <laughs> I like a I like a fifty mile road race. It's could, good. I good could distance. do an eighty mile road race. Um, I just don't want to do two hundred miles on gravel. But if you do do 200 miles on gravel, uh, big ups to you. Uh, do your thing. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. So, Bodie, you had some news about somebody you saw who was registered for the Dead Man Gravel Grind this weekend yeah. and wanted to say something about it. So, no, I you know I was looking through the registration list at the Dead Man Gravel Grind. It's an unsanctioned event, and uh, I recognized one of the names. Um, and we actually didn't talk about this on the podcast, that a gentleman out of Birmingham, Alabama, mm-hmm. got popped by USADA at our state crit championships last summer uh david pate i'll say his name I mean, it's all over the internet so there's no secrets there this was summer 2018 summer 2018 uh he got busted by usada at <laughs> at our crit championships um he was in the cat five race he didn't win kind of middle of the pack so it, it turned out that i mean someone someone tipped usada that he was there there's a reason they test him. I think he he tested positive. I believe it's for testosterone. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna 
speculate any more on any of that because I don't have any of the facts, but he signed up for this gravel race. He did get a four-year ban from any UCI, USAC event. So an unsanctioned race, he's allowed to race. Um, You know, other unsanctioned race do have rules where they don't allow people, or they do tests like Red Hook crit tests. Yeah. And if any rider has been tested positive, they won't allow them to race. Um, I looked at the Mississippi Gravel Cup, and in their rules, if you are serving a ban, you're not allowed to participate in their race. I'm sure races like Kanza and had this kind of same similar thing. So yeah, here well, we think, are. Well, that's what kept Lance Armstrong out of a lot of uh, a lot of racing as well, because you know he obviously. Well, we don't want to get into all that, but. <laughs> Um, so anyway, so, so there you have it. So this guy, I mean, and there, there's a whole road you can go down and on, you know, what, you know, you know, he's cat five. He wasn't beating anybody. He wasn't on podiums. You know, why is USADA targeting him? Uh, he broke a rule. Is it okay just to cheat a little bit? A little bit of cheating's okay, right? Like, anyway, that's what it is. So if you're in the 40 plus race, you'll be racing against this guy, David Pate out of Birmingham. I don't know. Maybe chat it up. See what's going on. Well, uh, <laughs> guess guess who has two thumbs and is racing in the 40-plus race this weekend? <laughs> this guy. No. I thought you were in the 50-plus race. Oh, is there a 50-plus also? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, categories for everybody. Yeah, but... Uh, well, maybe you could get a podcast exclusive and uh, talk to him. Well, no, I'm not necessarily looking to get a podcast exclusive. I'm, I'm going to go out and try to beat this dude. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So there you go. That's that's my All goal. Right. That's your challenge. Yeah. All right. Uh, so real quick before we close out, guys, guess what I'm doing? What, right now? No. In, <laughs> on March 17th of 2019. Oh, Final Four. I'm promoting a mountain bike race. What? Wow. Um, Mind blown emoji. I've never even raced a mountain bike race, and uh, I've been asked to help promote a mountain bike race up at the Mount Zion Trails, uh, along with uh, Eric Heil from Namambo and East Bank Cyclery. Uh, They needed some help pulling the race together at the last minute Mm -hmm. and uh, asked me if I would help, and so I'm doing it. I'm reminded of this because you were talking about categories for everybody. I had no idea how many categories they have in these mountain bike races. They only have cat one, two, and three. Yeah. But then they've got they've got this multiple age groups for each category. I mean, it's kind of cool, you know. It's nice. Uh, but uh, but yeah, lots of lots of categories. It took me a long time to set up the registration page because I just kept adding. And races. you forgot a category. And I forgot a category, and then I go <laughs> change it and put it back in and. Um, but anyway. you, but the discussion on the internet was you were you were going to do the beginners race, the first timers race, and and you got a little shade, cat three cross. Oh the, yeah, that I was going to register for. I just figured, well, I've never done a mountain bike race. They have this first timers race. I'll mm-hmm. do it. And I said, hey, everybody, you know, else in the club who's never done a mountain bike race, come join me in the in the first timers race. And yeah, a couple people commented like, hey man, you know, you can't do the first timers race. You're a cat three cyclocross racer and. Um, like, would I be sandbagging the first timers race if I did it? I guess on a, I guess technically no, right? Mm. But I mean, come on, it's a bike. Yeah, it's a, it's you know you've it, ridden on trails before. Yeah, all it's pedaling, right? There's yeah, I mean, but, fitness but, but, and but endurance. the thing is, there is a Cat Three, which is the beginner category right. for mountain bike, and I am a Cat Three in mountain bike yeah. on and, my and license, you, and you, so you can do the Cat Three Fifty Plus. And do the sure. You should do that. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah. I, I I have upgraded myself to Cat 2 in mountain bike, and I've never raced a mountain bike. It's a self-upgrade in self-upgrade. mountain bike. You can upgrade yeah. to one. I technically probably could do one if I wanted to, considering who's in the one and who do I race in cross races, but I think two seems like a good spot to start. Yeah. Now, well, well this raises another question. What are you going to be riding on? Yeah. Well, so I'm, I'm borrowing a bike. Uh, I don't know from whom. I've got, you know, a couple <laughs> of the guys that are that – are helping to uh, promote the race and that are very thankful that that I've gotten involved to help them mm. have of course said we'll find you a bike you know so yeah. that you can so that you can ride it so I don't know interesting um, Matt it, you have a mountain bike right I have a mountain bike so you, uh, yeah I was just looking at it the other day it's absolutely covered in dust hanging from the ceiling well Matt yeah. you got to come out March 17th and race this race with me man all right 
Um, that sounds like fun. And and also, you know, for anybody that's out there listening to the podcast, I know we we don't have a ton of mountain bikers. I don't think that probably you know follow us uh, amongst our hundred or so listeners. But um, for you guys that are that are road cyclists, uh, I'm going to create some kind of a message board or some way to try to put people with mountain bikes to get some more people out there doing this race. It's mm. the Nomambos Run to the Hills at the Mount Zion Trails. Nomambo could not put their race on here at the Spillway because they've had trouble with the trails because they've been underwater a good bit lately. Yeah, The Spillway's not open, but I think they've had to let some water out, and it's just gotten... Uh, they, 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 they got flooded out last year, I think when the spillway opened and they still have some work they need to do on the trails. And so, uh, they're essentially putting a race on at a, some other trails up in, uh, Brookhaven, Mississippi, which yeah, apparently is a great trail. It's I, a I've fun never trail. Ridden I've ridden it before. It's been a while since I've ridden it. I'm sure they've added a bunch of stuff since I last went there, but, fun. uh, they put a lot of work into that, into that trail and, uh, yeah, and it's good fun. Wait, so this this whole message board thing you're talking about of matching cyclists and mountain bikes reminds me very much of this other app that I that I believe we just invented on this on this podcast called Grinder. <laughs> that's right. For, oh, that's right. <laughs> for for matching gravel riding friends together. Yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe yeah. Grinder can uh, go together with your mountain bike Airbnb app, and yeah, some mm. magic can happen. I like it. Well, okay. I have a I have a mountain bike, uh, my wife's mountain bike that she hasn't ridden for years, and I don't think she would even notice if it wasn't there. Uh, if anybody's interested, it's a kind of a medium size, twenty uh, six inch mountain bike, uh, full suspension. It's not the lightest thing in the world, but uh, if anybody if anybody wants to come, uh, Mount Zion's pretty hilly, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I've ridden it before on my twenty nine er, but yeah. uh, full full suspension. But. So I think you know. Uh, even a, you could probably ride. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to remember. You could ride that trail on a cross bike. I can't remember. Maybe not. I, I can't remember how rooted and technical and stuff yeah. it was or not. But um, I'll bring my mountain bike if I'm going to ride a mountain bike. All right, yep. guys. Well, anything else you want to throw on the docket? This uh, wonderful episode, episode 72. Ah, I think you just want to close it out. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, me first. Always. Yeah, all right. Well, this is T-Bone saying, uh, David Pate, uh, I'm coming for you in the Dead Man Gravel Grind. Uh, I'll be the guy hopefully in front of you all day long. Good night. <laughs> and this is a cheerio saying, uh, while, you're, uh, while, you're, while you're up there doing that Townsend, I'll be holding the fort watching all the Cyclocross World Cup. Well, champs. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the Bodie Bodie saying, once again, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, send us an email at yayuride at gmail.com. Uh, leave us a rating or review. Yes, we're on iTunes. And I am... I have heard some whisperings of some exciting new developments in the road racing scene in New Orleans, and I can't wait to share that news with all you guys. Hopefully next week. Oh, good night. Teaser. to episode 72 no 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 i have a cold open okay all right um i'm just burning up tape here <laughs>